we've landed on Mars. So as always, I'm going to start with some Mars mythology and just a little bit of background. The disclaimer I always like to give, I study Hellenistic astrology, which means that it's rooted in the ancient Greek and Roman teachings. Sometimes these teachings can differ slightly from the modern ones. So as the podcast goes on and we talk about the planets, keep in mind, things might differ a little bit from what you typically hear. And Mars is actually the first planet where we're going to see those differences between Hellenistic astrology and modern astrology. But we'll get into that in a little bit. So the Greek god Ares and the Roman god Mars. Ares is the Greek god of war. He's a warrior, has a warrior spirit, the spirit of battle itself, courage, taking action. And he's not the god that's going to wait around and think and plan and really care about strategy. He's fiery and he's always ready to strike at any moment. He's going to rush in and he's all about brute force battle. He often represents violence and aggression. His female counterpart is Athena. She's also a warrior, but she's known for being strategic. She's all about strategic attacks and not losing your head in the midst of a battle, where again, Ares is just brute force. His name literally means bright and burning one, which is a really good indicator of the planet itself because Mars is, it's red. (laughs) That's what it looks like. The surface of Mars is very red, so bright and burning one is very fitting. The day of the week that Mars signifies is Tuesday. So if Monday is moon day, it's the day of the moon, that's when we're starting out our week and we're getting a feel for things and we're just kind of easing in. Tuesday then is the day of action. So after you shake off Monday and get yourself settled, you're generally ready to make moves and take action on Tuesday. So I think that's why Tuesday is fitting for Mars. Mars, as the physical planet and its transits, are as follows. It's the fourth planet from the sun, and it's about half the size of the Earth. It takes about 687 days to orbit the sun, and it stays in each astrological sign for about a month and a half to two months. When it's in retrograde, though, Mars can stay up to six months, seven months in a sign. It can stay there much longer, but it only goes retrograde every two years. The planet itself is said to be metaphysically hot and dry. The heat speaks to the fiery nature and the significations that the planet carries. And while the dryness refers to keeping people separated, much like war would, this is not a planet of happy-go-lucky feelings. It's pure intensity at its core. When we talked about Venus a couple weeks ago and her significations, Venus was warm and wet. She was about bringing people together. It was uh, (laughs) being fluid and really just a sense of oneness and togetherness, whereas Mars, the complete opposite. Mars is separating people. Mars is dividing people, and it's doing it in a very dry, brash way. So let's get into the significations of Mars overall now. Mars is the ruler of Aries and Scorpio. And this is where I said the Hellenistic tradition was going to differ from the modern. In modern astrology, you often see Scorpio having Pluto as its ruler. But in the Hellenistic tradition, it is Mars. Mars rules both Aries and Scorpio. And when we get into in the next two weeks in the episode that includes Scorpio, I'll tell you why. All right, so the ruler of Aries and Scorpio. When placed in these signs, Mars is said to be in its domicile, which means Mars is happy 
when I say happy, I mean more pumped up, excited. Think of someone at a sports football rally. That's what I mean by happy. I don't mean pleasantly sitting there and content. I mean amped up. Mars is happy to be there and feels at home and will be able to express himself naturally in both Aries and Scorpio. Mars experiences its exaltation in Capricorn, so it is also decently happy there. On the flip side, Mars has placements it does not favor, and these are called detriment and fall. So Mars is in detriment when it's in Taurus and Libra, and it's in fall when it's in Cancer. If you look at the rulers of Taurus and Libra, just in the last two weeks, we talked about that, it's Venus. Mars and Venus are complete opposites of each other. They're constantly opposing each other. And it's no surprise, that's that duality, the heavy masculine and the heavy feminine, kind of at a battle royale (laughs) when they're in these signs. So if you have a Mars placement that's in detriment or fall, don't be worried. It's not the end of the world. Like I always tell you guys, if you have uh, some placements that aren't the best, it's not the end of the world. It's just something that's pointing towards an area that you may need to work a little bit harder at. So for instance, if your Mars is in Libra, it's going to be in detriment. Libra is ruled by Venus, which has a very different way of operating than Mars. Libra by nature wants to be balanced and beautiful and never wants to tip her scales. Well, all Mars wants to do is be brash and tip those scales. So there's going to be this push and pull inside of a person. They might find that they do really impulsive things that end up being detrimental to themselves. And then when they aren't being impulsive, they're stuck in this complete indecision. And they might have issues taking action. A Libra Mars might waffle between complete compulsion and just being completely impulsive and then being frozen by their indecision. It's not the end of the world and it's not bad per se. It's just knowing if you have that placement where your strengths and your weaknesses are going to lie. Mars experiences its joy when positioned in the sixth house. The sixth house is considered the house of bad fortune in Hellenistic astrology. Mars experiences its joy in this house because this house relates to bodily harm, illness, injury, and anything health-related. The sixth house also has to do with work and employees as well. And this is kind of a weird one. I know those significations don't sound great, but in Hellenistic astrology, that's what the sixth house is. So if you think about it in this way, it makes sense. If you think about Mars being the god of war, all of these things in the sixth house apply to that. In war, people get hurt, and employees can be considered the soldiers of war. Mars is not a sweet planet. Mars is our aggression, and it's our primal life force. Mars is a malefic planet, unlike Venus, who was a benefic planet. So whether you have a day or night chart, Mars is always a malefic planet, which is a quote-unquote bad planet. But he prefers to be in night charts and will be the strongest there. So even though he's considered to be bad, if he's in a chart that he likes, in the sect that he likes, so if he's in a night chart, then the influence is going to be more constructive than just outright destructive or hard to handle. And I'll talk about sect at a different point in time. I will do a podcast on it. I plan to. So sect right now, if it doesn't make a lot of sense to you, you can look it up yourself and do a little bit of research. But don't worry, I do plan to do an episode on sect at some point. So that might make a little more sense in the future. Anyway, back to Mars. Action, aggression, 
physical prowess, and sex drive. Those are all words that come to mind for me when I think of Mars. So let's flush those out a little bit further. Mars rules over our sexual relationships and even the type of sexual partners we like and the type of sex that we engage in. Aggression is a huge one for Mars and probably one of the biggest points for Mars. Think of how you are when you start getting a little heated. What's your go-to move? Are you someone who gets aggressive and raises their voice? Do you walk away and do you let yourself calm down before reacting? Or do you even perhaps completely shy away from all feelings of aggression? Or maybe you're someone who's even passive aggressive and uses more psychological aggression than outright physical displays of aggression. So there's a ton of different ways that Mars is going to manifest its aggression depending on what sign it's under. Our relationship with our aggressive masculine side is going to be heavily influenced by our Mars placement. So when you know your Mars placement, you can analyze things like your willpower and your innate fighting spirit. You can also look at your fighting style, like I said, your aggression, how that manifests, and then also how to temper it, how to work with it, and then your sexual nature. Our Mars placement alludes to our physical prowess and our activity level as well. So your Mars placement is basically how energetic you are. And it's also, which else I find very interesting, how accident prone you may or may not be. If your Mars is in a very graceful placement, you aren't apt to be as accident prone. But if it's in one that's considered to be a little slower, like maybe a Taurus placement, then you might be accident prone because Mars is go, go, go. But Taurus is like, no, 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 (laughs) we need to nap. We need to take it slow. Then there's going to be that conflict there and it could result in accidents. Unlike Venus, who is a unifying planet, Mars opposes and separates. Mars speaks to tension and often wants to cut ties. There's a sense of cutting and severing with this planet and it reminds me of weapons, you know, like swords and axes. Think of Mars as your blade. It's your weapon of choice in this world and your zodiac placement speaks to how you use it and what it is. So that's something really interesting that I'll be going over with the zodiac signs in the next two weeks, what your weapon of choice is in this life and how you wield it. When I think of Mars, I just think of that warrior archetype. And no matter what type of person you are or however peaceful you are or sweet you are, you still have a Mars placement. You have a fighting spirit. Each one of us has a fighting spirit And that's really what I'm going to get to the core at in the next two weeks. What is your fighting style? What is your weapon of choice? How is it that you move through this world? So at this point, Mars sounds a little intense and maybe even kind of like a bad guy. And that's because he kind of is. And I don't mean bad in the traditional bad sense. He's just a little darker. He can even encompass our shadow at times. But that's Mars's whole game, intensity. I mean. Just look at the signs that Mars rules, Aries and Scorpio. Those are the two most intense signs of the Zodiac. Aries is brash and in your face. And Scorpio, the two words that I see everywhere that always describe Scorpio are magnetic and intense. It's no wonder that Mars is the ruler of Scorpio and Aries. If you have a well-placed Mars, you're going to be someone who's a go-getter. And you're going to embody just huge amounts of stamina 
and physical vitality. You're going to have a surplus of energy if you have a well-placed Mars. And Mars is actually the ruler of my entire chart. That's something else I'll go over at some point. I have so many things to go over with you guys. Oh my gosh. I have so much that I want to share and help you learn. So anyway, that is something we'll go over at another point in time is how to find the overall ruler of your chart, which is also called the master of the nativity. That's a very embellished way of saying it, and I like it. (laughs) My overall ruler is Mars. I have a lot of energy. I'm someone who is go, go, go. Honestly, if I try to slow myself down, that is when I make mistakes. It's very strange. I move at such a fast pace all the time, and I'm just always on it constantly. Like I said before, you guys know I talk fast. Anyone who knows me in real life, I walk fast. I move fast. It's just what Mars gave me. So yeah, (laughs) if you have a well-placed Mars, you're going to make decisions fast. You'll always be on the move, and you're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Now, the negative side of having a well-placed Mars is hostility and being argumentative. People might see you as being abrasive, and they might even be scared of you or intimidated by you. If your Mars is super well-placed, you can be quick-tempered and impatient when things aren't going according to plan. So for me personally, using myself as an example, my Mars is well-placed. It's the ruler of my chart. I do have all those wonderful gifts from Mars. I'm quick-witted. I talk fast. I'm able to come up with ideas very fast. I'm pretty athletic. I have all these great Martian qualities, but at the same time, I am aggressive. I've learned to deal with it in a way that it's not towards other people. I've learned to channel it and make it work for me rather than against me. But oftentimes, when people meet me in real life, They do say that at first they were intimidated by me, and I am quite tall. (laughs) I'm tall, and I'm loud, and I'm fast-paced, so I can see how people would be intimidated by me. But that's that Martian quality. It gives you this quality of a warrior that exudes from you. So that can be off-putting to the sweeter types (laughs) in the world, I'll say. But the last thing I really want to talk about with Mars, to round this whole thing out, is that Mars is our will. It's the force that lives inside us and that pushes us forward and tells us to never give up. So while it can be brash and it can be reckless, it only acts that way as a means to win at this strange, crazy game that we call life. And since we live within a society and there are other people around us, we need to learn to temper our Mars. Learning to harness our Mars in the right way can be really constructive and will allow us to utilize our energy to the fullest. Like I said with myself, I can be aggressive. I can be in your face. But I've learned to temper it. I've learned to take that energy and channel it into other things, like say, a podcast, (laughs) or becoming certified in meditation, or all the other crazy things I get myself into making sure I work out, making sure that I'm studying. You can take that Martian energy and use it in really constructive ways. And when you don't recognize it or give it attention, that's when it starts to get out of control. So if you are someone that has a Mars placement that imbues you with excess energy, you can't be lazy. You're going to have to do something to get it out or else it's going to start wreaking havoc in your life. That's Mars. That's Mars in a nutshell. Mars is really simple. Honestly, it's just our life force, it's our aggression, it's our sex drive, it's primal. 
It's that primal drive within us that wants us to succeed at any cost. So I hope you all enjoyed this little Mars 101 episode. This is going to get us ready to jump into how Mars manifests within the 12 zodiac signs over the next two weeks. As always, thank you guys for being here. I love it. I've been getting so many awesome messages from you guys. Keep them coming. It keeps my Mars energy going. (laughs) So if you want more moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro. On my Instagram right now, I'm doing this really cool shadow work series, which kind of ties in with Mars because Mars reminds me of our shadow a little bit, especially for me because of the aggression. I would say my shadow is more aggressive. That's one of the, the things I work with. If you're into shadow work or you're interested in what shadow work might be, head on over to my Instagram. I got some videos there. Check them out. I'd love to hear from you. All right. I will see all you moon babes later. Bye.